welcome to Once Upon an Upside. We're back to talk about the four movies from April. I'm your host, Jess, and I have Carrie back with me again. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back. Yes. And let's just dive right into these. Let's do it. There's four movies. We've got to just start talking about them. we got a lot to cover. So <laughs> the first one that aired was called When We Last Spoke. And I have my handy dandy little up TV summaries again. Yeah. So in 1967, two sisters are abandoned and raised by grandparents in the town of Fireside. Humor, heartbreak, and triumph are served with whipped cream and lots of local nuts in this heartwarming tale of family, friendship, and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So this movie was different in two regards. One, it was not a romance. It was a drama. Mm-hmm. And two, it was set in 1967. Right. Most of the movie was 1967. Yes. So, I mean, they flashed forward to 1996, 1997, maybe? Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, they flashed forward a few times and then ended more present day. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up. I was like, was this made in 1997? But it was 2019. I mean, it was supposed to be, yeah, kind of just a, a historic movie, I guess. Yeah, so it was definitely um, different. And so what are some of your initial thoughts about this movie, Gary? Yeah, so my initial thoughts were, okay, if Up TV ever had like an Up TV Hallmark, uh, I mean, uh, Hall of Fame, you know, (laughs) this would be a contender for Up TV Hall of Fame because of the nature of the the serious topics that they tried to cover, Mm -hmm. the um, retro scenes and styles were really kind of cool f- to watch and the music was definitely fun um so it it was more oh it was totally serious i i was not expecting that and so the whole movie i kind of felt like i was like oh wait like i was expecting the guy to come you know like a guy to come and have a romance start and stuff but so halfway yeah. through the movie i kind of settled into the realize oh okay it's not what this is. <laughs> yeah. This is not it. But they did have, you know, the bigger names. They had, um, so that's why I mean, like, up TV Hall of Fame movie. You know, they had the bigger names of Melissa Gilbert, mm-hmm. um, Cloris Leachman, yep, uh, Corbin Burnson. Burnson? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Benson from Psych. That's where I know him from. But I know he's had a long uh, career in other things. And um, so, yeah, I mean. It was different and I almost wish I maybe need to watch it again to kind of like settle in and appreciate the drama of it instead of going, wait a minute, where's the romance? (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't really expecting a romance just because, you know, reading um, the summary before I went in, I didn't expect it. Um, I think I kind of knew what I was getting into. You did. Yeah. Just by the summary. That's, Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. I mean, just lined up with all the other up tv movies we've seen i i expected one i guess so yeah i mean and we maybe had like the tiniest of a romance there <laughs> like, <It's tiniest. laughs> like a little dust of salt of a romance but yeah, yeah. definitely wasn't there um but yeah so it, the movie starts when um we have this family dad leaves for war in vietnam um, and then there's two sisters, Evangeline and Juliet, mm-hmm. and their mom just can't, she can't do it. Can't She's got to go pursue her singing dreams in New York. 
and so she dumps them at their grandparents and i and it's his mom and dad not hers so she dumps them at her husband's parents yes yeah and there were a few times that the grandpa walt was his name um he said something like these are my i mean these are my son's daughters so like he didn't even say they were my grandchildren yeah i I noticed that and thought that was odd me too so i was wondering if they actually were marguerite's children and the son fell in love with marguerite who had these Mm. i don't know he they called him dad but anyway the family tree was a little confusing to me yeah it was definitely definitely interesting and i wonder how much contact they had had with the grandparents they seemed somewhat familiar with them yeah yeah they did maybe they were in the same town was were they raised in fireside like um with their parents Oh, maybe but as soon as I see the mom's car like pulling up they're like oh no I know <laughs> they did not they did not like her and knew something was, was up <laughs> and that was sad though and that was really yeah. sad actually that, that mom, was really sad yeah like like I couldn't understand if she just needed some time for herself like you know having husband at war and raising two right. two girls like if she needed a little space but yeah. she never spoiler alert never came back came back and never had any contact with them like one package one gift one package she sent necklaces and oh, she, she didn't send those Th- those were from the the grandpa and the um the um and uh, what was Thelma they no they way that. They yeah, oh I missed that I thought well at least they have these necklaces from their mom but the grandpa was the one who went behind the scenes and did that yeah because when the when the grandma was in the hospital Selma was at the house and she's like do you want to arrange another package so he sends secret packages to his family yeah like, so he he's the one who was doing that to to give the girls hope and that was part of why um, Evangeline was so upset was because Juliet never told her some of these things right okay okay so i was totally just giving the mom some credit here where where there was none yeah the mom the mom gives no credit she gets no credit she leaves she goes and pursues her career you know it's just so like children though to keep hope alive i think like children Mm -hmm. just do that you know anytime they talked about the mom um the oldest juliet was like you know i i hope we can hope, you know, and mm-hmm. they just, there's something so beautiful in children about that, where they, they look for the best yeah, in their parents who may not deserve it, you know? Yeah. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so like this little family forms, right? With mm-hmm. grandma and grandpa. And that starts to become a really precious little unit of the four of them. At first, you kind of don't know if they're going to make it, but they start to find a rhythm. Yes, they, they definitely, definitely do. Um, and there's a lot of uh, shenanigans along the, <laughs> along the way. And I think one thing I appreciated, appreciated about this movie is I thought that Evangeline and Juliet were like, they really sold me on the fact that they were sisters. I really like how they were written yeah. and how the child actors like played them. I thought they did a really good job. They did. They did. That's a great point. I I think they knocked it out of the park there. They had deep emotion, but they were lighthearted sometimes and and childlike and they fought, you know, like sisters would and yet they supported each other. And 
you're right good point yeah so um so one of their one of their shenanigans is that they have these this suspicion about selma oh selma he's an interesting character i know she's kind of the she's kind of the uh town flirt a little bit um she's she's not a young woman but she's still like this beautiful um this beautiful blonde buxom blonde i guess and the girls like are wide-eyed when yeah, they- they're like enamored with her <laughs> like, oh my she's so pretty i guess or they're just so stunned by this um this woman selma and she really is a good woman she really is but i think just because the way that maybe she she's a little flirtatious with the guys in town the way she dresses a little bit and then so people start to have a little suspicions about her Mm -hmm. they start to make some assumptions yeah where they shouldn't and the girls get this idea that she is going behind people's back and kissing their grandpa (laughs) kissing grandpa oh no because they they see a man in, in a hat from the distance so so this was that was a crazy scene to me when they're at the sleepover with Dixie who all of a sudden comes into is into the movie and it's like this little friend of theirs so Dixie is just she is a horrible horrible little child who who just makes assumptions about people and probably repeats what she hears her parents say but um she has a view of Selma's house and they spy on Selma and they see this man in a hat Mm mm-hmm and they assume they think it's their grandpa and so then they go take revenge on Selma's house with toilet paper <laughs> yes they they have a whole toilet paper fiasco yes <laughs> which grandma immediately makes them clean up the next day good job grandma good job good job grandma and I loved that it was so um relatable when the kids were like why isn't Dixie helping us and right. was like She's like, I'm not raising Dixie, but I'm raising you and you will be cleaning this up. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That was a little bit of the crazy in their, in their lives. And then, um, we have the, the great grandma entering the picture and she's a little bit senile at this point. She's, you know, it's, it's nearing the end of her time and, uh, grandma and grandpa are not happy that she's staying with she's not so so grandma what was their last name it was um uh cranborn yes so grandma cranborn um is was at the younger brother's house walt's younger brother's house but he had had it i guess with his mom and so he drops her off at at walt and um ruby's house mima so she comes and joins the picture and just is she's just adorable and delightful but also hard she's hard she wants to be in the kitchen she wants to be in your space she's criticizing she's talking about george her husband who passed away and (laughs) flushing her underwear down the toilet (laughs) she's flushing underwear down the toilet she's dancing she wants to talk about the past and it's just a lot for young people to take in but the little girls i think handle her really well Mm -hmm. they watch her they listen to her they dance with her they giggle at her you know they just I think they handle her well yeah they definitely do they handle a lot really well um because I think actually yeah I think it's after the the great grandma shows up that um their dad dies yes yes they find out that their dad dies in Vietnam and they, they take that very well too oh man because they're watching 
Mima and Popo or Walt and Ruby just kind of really try to hold it together, but they just fall apart. And honestly, this was where the drama, I mean, the whole drama's around the whole thing, but this is where they really kind of camped in on a movie where they didn't have to, you know, they, they could have in these movies, sometimes we really rush past grief. And in this movie, they, they really settled into that and they showed um, people crying. They showed mm -hmm. um, Papa was really upset asking yeah. questions, even like a prayerful questions of like, why, why did you take him? You know, the girls need their father and he was mad. He was sad. He was grieving in his workshop and I cried. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I cry too. <laughs> and I don't cry that often. It was a very, that moment in the barn, I think it was, um, it was very emotional and very well done. It was so just, emotional. Yeah. Just that kind of grief stricken anger yeah. of, you yeah. know, him processing what happened and yeah, yeah, it got me too. It got me. I mean, they, that's what I mean about this being one of these, these up TV hall of fame movies <laughs> where it pulled you in the story was was awesome it was a lot but it did pull you in emotionally and I was like whoa they are they're really showing this and I thought mm -hmm. Corbin Benson did a great job he cried at some at one point in his um truck you know he was just frustrated when he got that picture of of his son in Vietnam and he cried or tried to hold it together and just really re reminded me of my grandpas, I think, um, growing up, just kind of hardworking men, um, stoic, they're sensitive, and they were going to cry, but not bawl their eyes out, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Be a little angry in their grief. So, I, man, they, they really went there. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then probably not long after the great grandma dies, which is a little less of a dramatic event because they knew she was she was there um, right she, she dies in her sleep during the thunderstorm <laughs> right during the thunderstorm the power goes out they go to check on grandma she's she actually died in her sleep in her bed so they have to leave her at the yeah, house there's no power to call no power <laughs> drive to find the sheriff in the storm mm -hmm. the girls spill the beans that they suspect selma and and grandpa of having this relationship <laughs> Mima gets so upset about that. Like, what are you talking about? That is so not happening. That is so not true. <laughs> and in the midst of her little speech about this, she's gonna getting the sheriff. There's a thunderstorm. She's giving the girls a speech. She falls and mm -hmm. knocks herself unconscious. Yeah. And it's someone to the rescue <laughs> with her real boyfriend. I forget his name, but it's not. I know. Daniel, Daniel, Nathan, Nathan, Daniel. I don't know. She Maybe finds him. Nathan. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, so many things were happening at once, Jess. I thought, is this a book? Is this like all these little details and things? Like, did they get, is this written based on a book? And I'm, I still want to look that up. I think it was based on a book. Okay. Okay. That makes sense to me. I think it said that in the opening credits. Um, okay. Pretty sure. Good. Well, I'll, I'll go back and watch the opening credits to find the book because it seemed like 
that's what they were doing. There were so many things, so many places a book can go that a movie doesn't have time to go, but they definitely introduced all, a lot of these, yes. <laughs> these plot points and um, events and stuff that I thought this must be based on a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, yes. Um, so the, the grandma ends up being fine. Ruby is, is all good. She just bumped her head. Um, and then we pretty much are reaching the end. And so during this whole movie, we've been flashing back and forth. Um, and during the present day flashbacks, we know that the sisters haven't spoken for a while. Um, Juliet manages the radio. She's been trying, <laughs> she's using the radio partly and also phone calls to try to get Evangeline to come home. Yes. Because it's important. Uh, we learn out because Walt is dying. Oh, yeah um and she almost like tries to air the dirty laundry on the radio <laughs> and Evangeline is like oh no oh, oh no no <laughs> and that's when she bursts in and um she finds out about Walt they kind of have it out about like how could you keep all this stuff from me about my like the mom yeah um leaving them and and not sending packages <laughs> <laughs> But then they they make up pretty quickly. Yeah, they do. I think that they, um, you know, over with with grandpa in his bed, he's so happy to see Evangeline. And really, Juliet is too. She's very happy to see her have her home, kind of be together again. Um, In 1997, then, it's Mima has died. so, So she's not a part of it. Grandpa's in the house in hospice care. Dixie, the old funny friend, is the hospice nurse, which I thought was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but she lo- looks like she's doing well. She landed on her feet. She's she's better person now. But yeah, uh, she's not toilet papering anymore. No, no, <laughs> she was just childish <laughs> before. So so yeah, so they really connect with grandpa. It just takes one conversation, you know, with him. He brings out another package, which was kind of his thing, we find out that yeah. <laughs> He's the one who sent special gifts and packages to people that, um, or his family, that they thought were from other people. Um, so he sends his package, they read it, they, they definitely do forgive each other. Um, forgive each other for not telling the secret, family secrets. And, you know, because Evangeline was saying, if I would have known, I could have gotten over it. And now mm-hmm. I'm not over it. And it's still, it's shaped my whole life, you know, that my, that our mother left us and was never going to come home mm-hmm. if I would have known that I could have faced it and gotten over it which on one hand is true you know but on the other hand she admitted that Juliet you were just easy to blame you know mm-hmm. you were the one here you were easy yeah. to blame. and um so that was good that was yeah. good. and Juliet even says like Juliet's like I knew it I'm still not over it. so right <laughs> wouldn't have mattered no it wouldn't have mattered and so. she was just a kid like just a kid she, she was just listening to her her popo he told her not to tell anybody and I you know. know I know I just I think adults are well-intentioned in that you know because they their desire is to bear the heavy burdens for children but when children find out these heavy burdens I think it's a heavier burden for them to say don't tell anybody about this you mm-hmm. know like they have no capacity they don't know what they don't really know why and you know what the reasons are they just know it's a secret and it's it's burdensome to them and that's that's really hard that's really Mm -hmm. hard to figure out the wisdom of those heavy heavy things yeah Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, they did. But it all ends well. Everyone it ends well. Everyone makes up and it's all good. Yes. <laughs> but let's talk about this this tiny little hint and tease of a of romance. Oh, oh yes. What was his no. name? Will? Will, yeah, William Bartlett or something. Will. So he in the flashbacks in 67, we see him as like the protector. He protects the girls on the playground, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. From bullies. From bullies. Has a really nice way about him. And then at at great grandma's funeral, he sits by Juliet and tells her she's a special girl, which was cute. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. He's really pro- progressed quite quickly. <laughs> then he gets her his handkerchief. Yes, handkerchief. And then you're a special girl. And then just towards the end of the movie, like eight minutes left, Juliet announces on the radio station. <laughs> Fireside's famous bachelor, yeah. Will Bartlett, is home from his travels. Make sure you all give him a warm welcome. Then bake him a pie. Yeah, bring him a pie. <laughs> so that was kind of cute. He comes into the station with a pie and says, I've got way too many of these. And so then she announces a bake sale at the station. Come and see William again. So um, that was kind of sweet kind of cute i i kind of wanted there to be a little bit more yeah uh, by that time 30 years without later, giving us anything <laughs> i know 30 years later they're a little older you know like they're yeah. at least in their 40s mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah because juliet was the older one so yeah yeah man <laughs> but um anyway how did you rate this one you know there were some reasons why I rated it what I did. I rated it, when I look at my rating, it's a little on the high side. It's 6.5 out of 10. And, and I was like, okay, why? why? But I think I have these um, things that I loved. I loved the retro styles. I loved the, um, the 1967 type of movie with the, with the music and the styles and they're writing letters back and forth to their dad at war. And I mean, just kind of the historic piece to that. I really enjoyed watching. That was fun. So the retro styles, the sweet grandparents, it really was a story about the grandparents. It really, mm-hmm. their strength, they have to raise their grandchildren. Um, they have to hold it together, you know, provide for them now, which they, that never was the plan. And they just, do such a good job. Um, I liked how they handled grief. I liked how, that they really went there. If um, they're making that a big part of the story, they gave it the attention it needed. I think the um, the grief, it had some really sweet religious elements to it. Um, a prayer before the meal, um, you know, talking about talking about heaven, which is which is something that we want to talk about as we grieve and um, so, so there were reasons why I gave it a 6.5. I'm not, there were, there were things wrong with it. There was a lot going on. A lot. Yeah. yeah. There, <laughs> there was, was a lot going on. There was a lot. There was no romance, which I always love. And I want the romance. <laughs> so that was a little disappointing to me, but it was, it was, it was a, it was a good one. So 6.5 is my rating. What about you? Yeah, I was pretty, pretty close to you. I gave it 6.75. Oh, great. 
<laughs> so this is my tire. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought it was a really, a really heartwarming story. Like we've talked about, and, you know, it dealt with a lot of things. And um, again, I really like the authenticity of the, the sister relationship and how they were there for each other, but also they had their little spats. Yes. <laughs> what I think this movie was missing that I think would have really helped it along was we had all these flashbacks, right? And back into the present day. I think it would have helped it if we saw the fallout of Evangeline finding out because right. otherwise we don't really understand fully. I don't right. think we don't really feel it as much her, her disconnect with her sister. Now we know yeah. there's a disconnect, but we don't really quite get, I mean, we learn sort of almost for the yeah. end of the movie, like, okay, Juliet has this information that Evangeline doesn't but we don't really understand how it affects her and so I think if we saw that it would have made her coming home more significant yeah yeah I think that's a good point that would have made made it really strong I think stronger than six six point five six point seven (laughs) five yeah (laughs) so but yeah but it was a good movie maybe a little slow at times but I mean it's a drama and um they had a lot to cover it did so <laughs> it did. It had a lot to cover. There were times that I was watching it and the slowness of it, I, I thought really um, kind of reflected the time though, you know, mm-hmm. the time period of 1967. We have these long, slow, hot summer days. And um, so, yeah, that, that didn't bother me too much as it would in a, you know, what's supposed to be a peppy rom-com maybe, but the, like you said, because it's a drama. So, yeah. All right. On to our actual peppy rom-coms. Our peppy rom-coms. We got three here. (laughs) Okay. First one up is A Love to Remember. After a year of interacting exclusively online, Tenley, an eco-conscious horticulturist, finally works out the courage to meet her online crush, Jared. When Jared doesn't show because of a bike accident, Tenley gets mistaken for his wife at the hospital. Soon, she's forced to keep up the lie with Jared's entire family and his annoyingly charming best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and this stars Rhiannon Fish and Edward Ruddle. Now, Carrie, what movie does this sound like just hearing yes. that summary? Because I had a thought as soon as I saw it before I even watched it. Oh my goodness. This is a total knockoff of While You Were Sleeping. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I am going to be way too positive about this movie because I love While You Were Sleeping. And it was so much fun for me to see this story, but with new characters and a couple of different um, different twists and stuff. And But I, I was all for it. As soon as I realized, oh my gosh, this is exactly <laughs> the movie While You Were Sleeping, I just settled in because I knew I was going to love it. I was probably not as optimistic as <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> you know what's funny though? I only saw why you were sleeping for the first time like two months ago. Oh, really? So <laughs> yeah, it's I had like- never seen it. Okay, so for me, it has a very nostalgic, like that was a movie I watched over and over again um, mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. And so maybe that has something to do with it. I think it does. I think it does because it's a good movie. If you see it two months ago, sure, it's a good movie. But when you, if, if you grew up with it, I think yeah, it was a great movie. So 
What made you watch it two months ago, by the way? Um, I think oh, I think Cammy and I were talking about it. <laughs> or Cammy is like we have a running list of all the movies I should have seen that I have not seen. <laughs> I had a very deprived childhood apparently. <laughs> I only saw The Princess Bride for the first time in 2020. Okay, good. So we was running list and that was one of them. So I finally yeah. watched that one. I've never seen You Got Mail. That's on my list too. I know I'm just okay. shocking everybody right now. We should have we should have like a watch party for some of these things because I would love to rewatch You've Got Mail. That that would be fun. Yeah. So okay, Jess, it's hard to once you hear the fa- the fanatic, you know, like people who love these movies, you have to watch it. It is hard to meet that expectation of of a good movie. So I I get it. I get why. I mean, did you like while you were sleeping? I did. Yeah, I liked it. I don't know if I was like, this is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> yeah, I like to find. Okay, good. So because because you just saw that, and then now this was almost scene for scene. <laughs> yeah, and I think for this movie, the struggle I had was in the believability of it. Whereas okay. I thought that While You Were Sleeping was more successful in that. So because in While You Were Sleeping, it was they thought she was his fiance, right? Right. Right. And this one, she's mistaken as the wife. And I just, if they had, I know they didn't want to like completely rip off while you were sleeping, but I mean, if they had made that her be mistaken for a fiance or even just a girlfriend, right? that would have worked so much better for me. Cause I'm like, okay, like we're really stretching it. And the fact that in all this time, you really can't tell anybody. Right. And also like, how like on earth would they have let her sign these forms like I know. they didn't tell her anything about the forms or just like sign these forms that were life-saving <laughs> but that's why she had to be the wife because she could sign yeah. these forms if she was fiance or girlfriend she couldn't have even signed the forms right so, so I kind of see where they were going but I was just I couldn't get over that hump of like I can't believe this at all right <laughs> I I could I mean the cool thing about a movie like this is that you do have the straight man, the cynical, you know, kind of in this movie, it was the best friend, best mm-hmm. friend Everett, who's like, no, no, he would have told me, no, this makes no sense. And he's yeah. like on to her and he's like, I'm going to find out, I'm going to, I'm going to get to the bottom of this because it doesn't make sense. So that's helpful in a movie like this. It's not like everyone is this wide-eyed trusting family members who are like so accepting yeah this new wife of the secret wife right (laughs) you have their son clearly had this whole time (laughs) so we have this little teenage sister who overhears her on the phone with a friend saying this is all a a sham I don't know what to I'm getting deeper and deeper into this I can't tell the family so she hears the truth and then the little teenager tells her keep going the family business is at stake you've got to keep going with this with this um charade and the girl listens to the teenager yeah. <laughs> well, and the, that's another thing too was like she she needed to keep up the facade because she needed to help um um uh, everett right yep everett with um with the big company presentation because she knew like the horticultural side of it um and it's like but she could still do that even if she wasn't keeping up this <laughs> this lie that she's the yes wife. no Jess, it was so important that she kept up the lie. I mean, that is, that was what this whole thing was based on. Like, 
<laughs> they know. trusted her with the pre- his part of the presentation because she was his wife. So, I mean, it it makes sense. It does. Yes, <laughs> I did. I did love though when um when he um, whenever it's like first meeting her and he's like giving her twenty questions about Jared. Yes, <laughs> and she knows she everything because they've been talking for like a year. <laughs> and now, and Jared and um uh. Tenley, Tenley is the girl's name. Tenley were, they were building a great friendship, but to her, it was a little more. She, she was like, it's time to meet. I, I need to tell him I like him. But we find out that really to Jared, it was just, it was totally platonic. Mm-hmm. Was, just like someone who shares my interests. Yeah. Yeah. His, his um, interests and they totally, they got along, they shared articles together. And so on his side, it was totally <laughs> platonic now I thought this doctor was hilarious <laughs> did you <laughs> he was like making jokes and he was like he was just a really funny character to me whenever giving he- people forms to sign about telling them <laughs> what they are <laughs> I thought he was awesome okay so this is the type of movie that I like to see the two main characters like fall for each other like on accident like they they're not supposed to but they mm-hmm. end, they actually end up really falling for each other and um nobody's mad about it at the end <laughs> <laughs> that she basically you know he basically was falling for his best friend's wife i mean yeah but, but still still so funny so i yeah i thought it was hilarious that um Okay, do you remember them her with her friend? And every once in a while they'd be like, 1 800 ouch, 1 800 <laughs> What was that? I don't know. I, the character of Tenley was just something else. She was very extra. That's that's the only word I can describe her. Oh, extra. She's very extra. Uh, like she's like dancing uh-huh. all the time. And. <laughs> I'm still not under, I'm sure I still don't really understand how she has like a career that supports her lifestyle <laughs> you know that's the thing though that is never something we need to question in that's right movies <laughs> being a horticulturist pays for really nice clothes yeah yeah she probably supports herself by writing articles on the side or something I don't know I don't know what she does I don't know but- either <laughs> so funny so yes, I I did like it. I liked that. Um, I liked when they had. <laughs> I I just liked when they had her and Everett working together, and um, you know he was he was kind of harsh a little bit with her, but but that worked for me because you know he was mad. He was mad that his friend didn't tell him about a wife. Yeah, I mean, if you found out your friend is married and you didn't even know they were dating <laughs> speaking of which the one of the big um uh, not, not conflict scene but um big twist was when um that what's her name what's that one girl's name the sister no uh the other woman <laughs> oh oh i don't i didn't write that down but yeah there was another woman here We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? 
you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks, now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Wait, Loretta. Oh, Loretta. I would Loretta. Not. She's like, we know something's up with her. And I actually didn't suspect this. I just thought she had feelings for Jared and was like uncomfortable. Like, oh, he had a wife. Right. But we learned Loretta shows up at Tenley's apartment and is like, I'm the mistress. I didn't know he was married. We've been dating. <laughs> now that like a horrible thought. I liked that that like scene because it totally caught me off guard. And I was yeah. like not expecting it. And I thought it was pretty funny. She's, yes. Yes. Definitely. She's the mistress. And then I was like, no, no, no. It's we're not married. And she has to come clean. Yeah, that was, I, I liked it. I thought that there were some, um, some kind of funny hijinks there. You know, the mom is the one to say, um, oh, you're not wearing a ring. Here's my grandmother's ring. And the mom yeah. gives her an engagement ring and she like, she puts it on, but she can't get it off. And then like Everett helps her out. I mean, it just, it's just a lot of things that just kind of get out of control fast for this uh, Tenley. <laughs> yeah, just the lies get deeper and deeper but um but Loretta's kind of the catalyst for her coming clean because Everett overhears the first part where she's saying I'm the mistress and then he goes to Jarrett and is like what is wrong with you man how could you be dating someone while you are married yes. what is going on yeah and Jared's like what <laughs> just woke up from a coma but what <laughs> yes exactly Oh my goodness, I can't reach him in my notes here, but this is this is very funny. How about that um, one character, that quiet grandma character in the garden? And then all of a sudden- <laughs> Oh, Mrs. Dearly? Yes, all of a sudden she she like has this conversation. She drops this wisdom on, on Tenley and it's like, love is like gardening. And she just, she's just so surprised. Tenley's so surprised that she can even talk and that she knows yeah. there's all this stuff about her. <laughs> I think that's funny. Yeah. Oh, goodness. But yeah. Um, and then we have, see what else happened in this movie. We had some shenanigans with the, uh, with Betsy, the older, older sister with the, her motorcycle boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she comes on the scene right when Tenley was going to come clean to Everett and be like, you know, cause she's feeling feelings for him. He knows that um, he has feelings for her and she's gonna like say you know I have to tell you something and she kept trying I have to tell yeah, you I'll give her credit she kept trying <laughs> I'm trying and then they see Betsy and this boyfriend like get on a motorcycle and they run after them so bless her heart she just could not get the truth out there <laughs> she could not she could not but she finally does she finally does in the hospital um Everett's pretty upset. And I thought they actually had a really good emotional scene there. Like 
outside or what I think it was like outside um and he's just like whoa right you know how could you do this kind of thing no no I thought it was, I thought that was kind of an honest like he was like stay away from me and my family you know like mm-hmm. I I can't I can't do this I, I don't trust you and and um so Hen, uh, Tenley does pull through though still with the um presentation even okay so now jared is out of a coma he's healthy he gets out of a coma he is telling everett hey she's a great girl you know like they were friends for a while and um so anyway she sends i guess these baskets to the presentation like she's still kind of emotionally invested and definitely um you know wants to to make amends and stuff and so something about the baskets makes Everett be like oh She's yeah. got me like she's, <laughs> she's got me. So yeah, definitely. There was a lot that she did wrong. I thought that there was a lot that she did wrong, but you know, lives are complicated, Yeah, <laughs> but our hearts are complicated and, and she did some, some things right here. So I don't know. He shows up at the end at the garden mm-hmm. and does confess Bess's love what I like is that they did apologize to each other that they you know and he said I I I want I want you you know this is my this is my thing so I don't know it worked for me (laughs) (laughs) what did you rate it then well I gave it an eight out of ten oh pretty high (laughs) it's pretty high it's pretty high it was it was definitely one that I would I would look for again on on uh, TV. I would tell people like my friends or family who watch up TV. I would say, "Hey, look for this one." Um, definitely, I would I would recommend it. I thought it was really fun, kind of throwback to one of my favorite movies, and um, I liked Everett. Have we seen him before? This um... I want to say yes, but I don't remember from where. Me too. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look him up again because he was so recognizable to me but I really liked him I thought that he was a a kind of a handsome guy and a good character I gave it an eight eight out of ten (laughs) for nostalgia (laughs) what about you I wasn't quite as generous as we as we know I gave it a five and a half okay um so not terrible you know I did appreciate the lightheartedness and like you know you kind of have to embrace it it's more of a comedy Yep. Then um, you're again, you're like not your traditional mm-hmm. uh, rom com ish thing, but um, or at least the kind that we see from this network. Right. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't get over the whole wife thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't really think the business thing was interesting enough to, to kind of keep it going as well. Like the let's save the business, but we don't even right. really know much of like we're given just enough to believe that this is important but yeah not enough to to make it a real driving force um yeah so so yeah so i gave it a five and a half out of ten five and a half out of ten i mean that's fair i think that's a fair score for this movie i think that if you liked you know those of those of you who are listening if you liked and um while you were sleeping this might be a really fun one you know, 20, 30 years later to w- watch and be like, oh, that's so similar to that story and um, see the little hijinks that happen and stuff. So if you like that old movie, you probably would like this one is what I'm thinking. 
All right. Um, let's keep on going with our next one. Starting up love. Workaholic Jillian inherits a beautiful mountainside cabin after her long lost wealthy uncle dies. She plans to sell it, but handsome caretaker Liam makes her an offer she can't refuse. And sparks fly as they work to transform the cabin into a holiday resort. I don't remember it being a holiday resort, but whatever. <laughs> but when business doesn't go as planned, uh, will Jillian give up everything for the love she never saw coming? Mm. Starring Anna Hutchinson and Rocky Myers. Rocky Myers. Um, Rocky Myers was fun. He was kind of cute. Kind of like, he was this a- the first one I watched. So my memory might be a little spottier on this one. Okay. <laughs> but we'll go with it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there was, at, at first I was like, okay, what is, what is this setup? You know, how does she get there to this um, cabin? And, you know, you have kind of that age old story of she's up for partner, but she doesn't get it, but she would get it if she proves that she can do this one job. Yeah, because she needs, she's a venture capitalist and needs startup experience. She needs startup experience. So they're like, take something, get it going, make it successful, and then we will we'll consider you for a partner because mm -hmm. you don't have that experience. And she's like, uh, she doesn't understand it. But then she has to take, she has to take time out to go and figure out this inheritance that she got. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course yeah. she got an inheritance. She's going to go see it. She's going to go sell it real quick, then come home and just figure out her startup, this thing mm -hmm. that she has to do. Well, in the meantime, she realizes this is the startup. This is the experience mm -hmm. that she needs. She's going to be and be turn it into a B and B. She's going to get behind um, this partnership with Liam because Liam is part owner of this B and B with the forty percent. Oh yes, he he loves this place. So anyway, I do think. At first, I was like, whew, this is a tired storyline. You know, what are we going to do here? And the thing that kind of kept me a little bit interested was um, I think the two of them had okay chemistry, actually. Did you? <laughs> I don't even remember. I, I found this one really boring. I, I couldn't <laughs> get into this one. Um, I don't know. Some, nothing just nothing never really grabbed me with it yeah. you know with the storyline with the characters so yeah it yeah just, it wasn't well, for me she's big city girl comes to the small town so there are a, there is a band of characters that you're introduced to and you know it's like this busybody cafe owner who everybody trusts but she spills everybody's secrets <laughs> and then you have this quiet um you know loner type who who no one can befriend except Jillian, yes. I guess. We call and Uncle Walrus. <laughs> the Uncle Walrus. <laughs> yeah. So there is, they do try to like put in place these, this band of characters and she's kind of finding if she has a place here in this town and yes, there were definitely boring, <laughs> boring aspects of it. Even fixing up the, the um, B and B, mm -hmm. you know, what takes precedence, what is most important to her is actually like going on a hike, like learning how to be an outdoors woman or something. She's like, if, I, if I'm going to sell this, if I'm going to know this business and, right, and see what this it. has to offer. Yeah. I got to go on a hike. And he's like, let's do it. And I'm like, you have tons to do at the B&B, &B, like tons. Right. 
Like, yeah, somehow they managed to turn this whole thing around. <laughs> like the two of them, or two and a half weeks. There's always, there's always like, I don't know. Okay. I mean that that's pretty much all I have to say about this one. It's it's a it's a tried and true storyline. Mm-hmm. It so something like this I can get into if I can get behind the characters, if I can like their chemistry and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And to me, they were they had a sweet a sweetness about them, um, but nothing nothing like wow, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, even like the conflict like the conflict was that so like the the board of her company or whatever they they wouldn't like take ownership of it instead of it staying within her family because like like the cafe owner and stuff and like that's her part of her family um and then liam feels like you know she's betrayed him by doing this all behind her back and whatever um and then i think when she she goes to seattle right and says no no it's staying in the family and then she comes back at some point and she apologizes to him and i'm like why are you apologizing you didn't do anything wrong <laughs> like you didn't know that like your company was doing this for starters and then when you did you fixed it right why are you apologizing to him <laughs> stop it i don't know a little misunderstanding there something easily talked through but nothing she needed to apologize for right no you're um, right so but yeah. it all is well because then Uncle Walrus becomes the new investor and they have the ribbon cutting ceremony and there's randomly a miniature horse at the ribbon cutting ceremony. <laughs> if you notice that, there was like a random miniature horse standing there. Like, no! Where? I mean, there was nobody there. There were like five people there and a miniature horse and it was like this grand opening. That bothers me. You know that bothers me. <laughs> when they have like this great big festival they've been planning the whole movie and like nobody's there i i really i don't love that but i understand i understand with these movies they can't they can't do these big things but yeah okay real the one thing i wanted to um say is there was there's this argument you know they have this argument and i i call it the i know you best argument where they like throw these things out at each other and they like say you know, well, you, you were doing this and you did that and you don't just, you don't, well, I don't know. The way that they argue is like, they're telling each other, like, I know you well, I know mm-hmm. you best. And, and it gives a lot to think about. And, but those type of arguments bother me a little bit because they're so like you, 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 but yeah. Anyway, they, they wrap it up and they actually, again, apologize to each other. And mm-hmm. I thought the, the ending seemed somewhat genuine, which was nice. So. Um, do you have anything else more to add to this before ratings? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll do my rating first. I'm making you do them all first, but I'll, I'll go first. I gave this one a four out of 10. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you you weren't quite into it either because I'm like, I don't know if I was just in a mood. Right. Because I was sometimes that happens, you're in a mood and like you don't enjoy something that later you rewatch and it's fine. But like I just nothing drew me into yeah. this story. I just I couldn't get into it. Um Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's really all I can say. Like there wasn't anything like crazy wrong with it where I'm like, this is just 
horrible mm-hmm. it wasn't like that it just yeah there was no spark yeah there there wasn't i mean so four out of ten that's what i gave it as well oh look at that <laughs> four out of ten because i think the same with you it was perfectly fine but there was just nothing even if even if the writing is bad the scenery can be nice you know mm-hmm. even if the the um, chemistry isn't exactly there the side characters can be fun and right. they just just didn't meet the mark on a lot of these things and yet like you said it's fine maybe another time if I caught the movie I'd, I would be like oh yeah I remember this one. Oh, that was kind of a cute scene and stuff so I gave it a four out of ten because there were sweet moments to me I, I thought they were they kind of were a cute couple, but it was a slow, slow and boring movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's funny to give it a four out of 10 for something that we didn't like, but we didn't hate. I think yeah. we, reserve, we reserve the really bottom. Yeah. Bottom we reserve our <laughs> We really hate. For hate movies. <laughs> yes. Or extremely dislike. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. All right well, well, starting up love, starting up love. Let us know what you think of that too. Yeah. Maybe someone else out there was like really felt it and we just didn't. Right. <laughs> but um, let's move on to our last one. Designed with love. Clothes designer Sky goes mobile with a fashion truck, but she can't drive the truck and run the business alone. Help comes in the unlikely form of the handsome entrepreneur it says Kevin. I think this must be an old summer because wasn't his name Jason? Mm-hmm. Jason. Okay, I'm going to change that to Jason. As they work together, Sky and Jason find they have more in common than they thought. Could it be love? <laughs> Starring Kelly Vanderberg and Benjamin Sutherland. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. we have a little bit of a fashion movie here. Mm-hmm. Because, um, so she works for this company and she ends up getting fired because she disagrees with her boss. <laughs> <laughs> about something um but her her boyfriend at the time patrick is like let me let me see if i can help you with this other like company or something and they're interested in her clothes because she's the designer she she likes to design um but she needs to show that there's like consumer interest and so she needs to like sell 10 10k worth of clothing and she's mm-hmm. like how am i gonna do that yeah so <laughs> of this movie she's got 10 grand worth of clothing she has to sell and she's got to do it pretty quick no totally totally quick (sighs) big sigh for me over here i (laughs) hated this movie (laughs) no way (laughs) this is my favorite of the four (laughs) carrie what is happening to us we used to be no so in sync i oh goodness we're so in sync on some but when we disagree we, we disagree, disagree. <laughs> like big time i oh goodness okay i gotta buckle in here buckle in because i thought they, they had zero chemistry i thought her clothes that she makes were awful horrible clothes i thought the whole premise of setting up she's selling these clothes setting them up on the street when is she making these clothes she has no time to fulfill all these orders that she's making she's a one one woman show i was so printer carrie 
I was so stressed out for her. I was like, you can't take another order until you get back there and make the 10 you just sold. <laughs> I was so stressed out. I wanted, I didn't like the way she talked to him. She always threw in his face in a very mean way. I thought like, you have no fashion sense or you don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, whoa, chill, judgy. <laughs> Well, she sort of had a point when he was trying to sell the clothes for her. Yes. That bothered me. I was like, dude, like, just stop. She's the expert here. You're right. Like, here's the funny thing. I did like her, actually. I thought she was a little mean. I thought her product wasn't great, but I liked her. I thought she was, um, she was nice to his sister. You know, she tried to give her a makeover, I guess. But that's the story I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch the sister Mo, the garage um, auto shop owner. I wanted to watch her try to get a date with this guy, Angel. Mm -hmm. And like, that's yeah, the elusive Angel. We never see him. We never see him. We never like, then she strikes out. He says no, actually, even to this date. So I wanted to watch that story. I didn't want to watch this one. It was just so, so bad to me that you have to tell me why you liked it and why. <laughs> why I thought it was kind of cute, <laughs> which is kind of funny because, you know, I don't really care for fashion. So like a fashion movie right out the bat isn't going to, um, isn't going to really sell me. Um, I did kind of enjoy the conflict of like him being that protective older brother well, the con well, yeah, good, good choice of words because they had no chemistry, <laughs> like the protective over brother to his sister and to this girl. Well, tell, tell me about what do you mean the conflict as far as um, her when he's upset, he, huh? Her making a dress for somebody else and like losing her vision or something. Oh, the, the conflict where he gets upset at her because um, Mo doesn't get the date and he's like, Oh. when you push this <laughs> oh I see I see yes yes you're right I like that conflict um I loved Mo she was like yes. one of my favorite parts of the movie she um, was great she was so great and I thought they had like a good message because she was like I'm, I can't take credit for this I didn't this really wasn't my design I thought that was a really nice message mm -hmm. of like even though she did all the work on the dress like all the ideas were like the assistant guys and mm -hmm. so she's like I can't I yeah can't take credit for that yeah, and her her losing her vision, kind of, of what her clothing line wanted to be, or she wanted it to be, and she was doing something just for the um, the big name Instagram star to to watch. Well, Sharesies that that was another thing that bothered me was what they named everything. Sharesies was like the Instagram <laughs> you share. <laughs> you share your stuff on Sharesies, and there was this like this um, Sherzy's Instagram model, famous girl or whatever, who wanted to wear one of her pieces. And that's what yeah. she started to like kind of sell out, you know, and, um, but then yeah, she- I'm trying to remember what her name was. Um, her name was, um, oh shoot, it was something funny. Well that, so Sherzy's, I didn't like that and that I- Oh, Mary B, sorry, Mary B. Mary B, that's right, Mary B. She was, she was kind of a fun character, kind of wacky. Yes. So very, I didn't. Very unique. Yeah. Sharesies was just annoyed me. And then Maybell on wheels. Maybell, I felt like, is like a cow's name. Like why? 
Maybelle. Like, <laughs> that feels like not a good <laughs> hip name for your clothing line that you're trying to sell. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to shut up. You're supposed to tell me why <laughs> you liked it. I don't know. I kind of like the name. <laughs> Although it does sound like a cow's name. Now you say that. <laughs> but I, I thought it was kind of like a cute idea to have this little outdoor boutique. Although I don't think I would ever like frequent one in like ch- change inside of a food truck. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was kind of a fun idea. I, I thought the idea of having a 3D printer printing the clothing was a little out there I mean I guess it could work but yeah yeah but it like brought in his ideas you know, yeah it was a way to bring him in oh that was the other thing I thought was so mean of of her and the sister they kept bringing up his like failed relationships you know his failed businesses and his failed relationships like he's such a commitment phobe when he's going that's what you do in this business you buy a business you sell it when it's profitable and then you yeah. buy another one like that's business yeah and this then, is kind of like the last movie like the venture capitalist thing like that's kind of what they do like they yeah. get the, the business going and then they turn it it's like flipping houses right it's like flipping houses I just thought that was really unfair and uncalled for like that they would like so throw that in his face all the time but he was really patient patient brother patient boy I mean he was really really steady I guess so <laughs> So yeah. Okay, but it was a good message. Like you said, I agree with you on that. It was a good message. Yeah, Carrie, you gotta think of the overall theme here. <laughs> yes. I'm theme. kidding. I'm kidding. You're allowed to dislike it. I will say one thing that did bother me was I didn't think Mo needed a makeover. I was like, she's fine. Like, let her go. I know. I know. Exactly. It, her and him, actually. I'm like, so he wears khakis and a button-up. Like, that's what every businessman wears like why is that a big deal and then he puts on this blue tie and it's like whoa now you're hot you know it's like what because he's wearing colors (laughs) yes because he's wearing colors but you're right I it would have been so cool if they would have taken Mo's character and been like you don't need you don't need a makeover like just just go for it you know ask him ask him out like her fashion sense before the makeover like it fit her personality and I'm like just because someone and and even with him too like just because you don't like wearing colors doesn't mean you're boring I don't I don't like colors I just think I look better in black yeah I like black yeah (laughs) I like black too and I think because I didn't like the clothes that she designed you know I was annoyed at all the fashion advice she was giving them because I thought they were fine you know Mm -hmm. so Yeah. Yeah. I did kind of like her point though about when she made Mo like not look because like it's about how it feels because like that is true. Like people do tend to buy clothes that they think they look on them, but they like feel horrible and then you never wear it. Yes, (laughs) exactly. It's really actually uncomfortable. It's too tight. Right. But it's cute. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes, I totally I can see that. I can see that. So okay. You were you do such a good job at seeing like the overall picture and like the conflict and the resolution and stuff and basing your ratings on that. I, I think that is great. And I need to learn from you that way because I can just get too picky on some of these details. And were they supposed to be in New York? They're supposed to be like big city. Said, but I would New York seems pretty plausible from what I remember. 
yeah, I felt like they said something about Brooklyn, maybe, or or, or they were showing New York scenes. But then it just cracked me up when it was so clearly Canadian in there. <laughs> Canadian, New York. Yes. And they're like, oh, tell me about that. <laughs> and they didn't say that a boat <laughs> or whatever, which is wonderful, which is fine. But I was like, no, you're Canadian. Like, be in Toronto. Like, that's fine. That's a right. good city to be in. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. I'm almost scared to hear your rating. No. <laughs> it's like 0.001. No. I just, I just, oh, I just couldn't get into it. And I feel like every scene I was like, no, no, not that. No, don't do that. No. So it just wasn't an enjoyable movie for me. It may may hit someone else in a way that's just a lot more fun and you can be more gracious about it than I was but this mood put me at a 1.5 oh my gosh that was like the lowest you ever given Gary wow I have never even given a 1.5 lowest I've given is a 2 1.5 it was no bad to me so well, that, <laughs> well <laughs> on the other side I gave it a seven <laughs> this is literally the time when I gave something a two and Amy gave it a nine <laughs> okay and uh, there was one last month where I gave it a low rating and you gave it a higher rating and yeah, then one of our romance and then one of our friends watched it and she was like, Carrie, no, I totally agree with Jess. Yeah. So you I know what? You off the team. Okay. I am sticking with it. I am sticking with my, maybe I'll bump it up to a two. No, no, because I gave it a 1.5 because I liked it less than the birthday romance. Hmm. So yeah. it had to, it you're, had to be you're less. entitled to have your opinion. It had to be less. Movies hit people, different people, different ways. We've yep. seen that. All, we see it all the time on the Hallmarkies podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I gave it a seven out of ten. <laughs> I was watch it again more than you. I thought it was, I thought it was like the cutest of like the four movies. Um, in terms of like a romance to me, but I did, I did agree. Like something, like for me, something was still missing. It wasn't quite, quite there. I obviously wasn't as harsh on <laughs> your characters. <laughs> but um but yeah well I, I need to was... know I need to know if if someone else watches this out there and if you if if you thought the characters were mean to each other if you thought her designs and the whole basis of the movie if they were like just the whole thing to me was tired it was tired dialogue tired designs tired like storyline I just uh I need to know if someone agrees with me or not I guess but <laughs> we're gonna have to have everyone else on the Hallmarkies pod watch it and tell us have a vote <laughs> yeah we need to vote <laughs> we gotta settle I mean? this or we can just have all our listeners let us know in the comments are you team Carrie or team Jess <laughs> for this last movie yes we're gonna start this whole team thing when calls the heart let's stop. do it <laughs> designed with love let us know what you think 
Yeah, we, we need to know now because, yeah, <laughs> we've never disagreed quite this much, <laughs> except for my birthday romance. <laughs> I know. Usually we're right on, like we, we just get each other with these movies, but not with this one. But okay. Yeah. It's good to have other opinions. <laughs> yes. But yeah, um, let us know what you guys thought and let us know about the other movies too, not just this one. <laughs> And um, be sure to be following us on social media at OUA Upside is our handle. And then also be following the Hallmarkies podcast, uh, Hallmarkies pod or Hallmarkies podcast on all the different social medias. And Carrie, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Hallmark Comics. That's Hallmark underscore comics. Awesome. And you can find me at JessBSW blog on Twitter and Instagram. And we've had a lot of fun talking about these four movies this month. And at least so far, I think we only have two scheduled for next month. Sometimes that changes, but as of right now, only two for, or not next month, this month, because it's now May already. Right. <laughs> so we've got two so far that we know about. So we might have a short month of May movie-wise, but we we'll will be back. back. Yes, absolutely. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Bye.